All right, Wrestling With Theology fans, we are digging deeper this week into Psalms 23 and 24. This week, we see that the King of Glory, the Lord of Hosts, is our shepherd. So we quickly get into the Psalms here. Psalm 23, a Psalm of David. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. So far, Psalm 23. We can talk about this as one of the most popular, if not the most popular psalm, especially when it comes to funeral services. I don't know how many times in funerals that I have been asked for Psalm 23. And for the longest time, I don't know if I had a funeral for several months that did not have Psalm 23 in it, whether as the Old Testament reading or as the Psalm of the day. Because there is such great comfort in the Lord being our shepherd. In David writing this, as a shepherd who became king, so also we see the king, his son, our Lord Jesus Christ, becoming a shepherd and coming down and serving us. So we have many of these things that he talks about. You know, he leads us so that we have nothing that we lack. We lie down in green pastures. We are beside still waters. Our souls are restored. Even though we walk in the valley of the shadow of death, which is this whole world, we have no fear because he is with us. And then we have the great moment of service. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. There is no easier connection to that than the Lord's Supper itself. Jesus as the priest, as the host, and also the meal that we partake of. This table is prepared in the midst of all of the stuff that is going on around us. All the theologies that we have to wrestle with. All of the demonic attacks against us through the devils themselves, the world, or our own sinful flesh. The table of the Lord is prepared in their presence. And with that, he anoints our head with oil and our cup overflows. We have such abundant blessings that we cannot even begin to think about them. That is one of the great things about the Psalms is that there is so much in the Psalms that we can't even possibly trace everything, which is why we go through and we study them. We see God working through his people, God working through his son, God working through you and me, even in the darkest of times, because of verse 6. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Not that we will have an easy life as Christians. In fact, 
we will have harder lives as Christians. Because in our baptism, in our confirmation vows, we declare war against the devil. We are there saying that you do not own us anymore, that our Lord Jesus Christ owns us. And it's his goodness and mercy that we see. But what is it that gives us the most comfort? The last line, I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. That is what we earnestly seek in our new man, is to live in the house of the Lord. We want to be in heaven. And therefore, we do with we go through all the trials and tribulations of this life because we know that this life is not all that there is. That we know that there is a life after death because our shepherd died and rose again from the dead to be the firstborn of many brothers. And we can go on and on and talking about Psalm 23. But I want to get to Psalm 24. Again, a Psalm of David. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof the world and all those who dwell therein. For he has founded it upon the seas and established it upon the rivers. Who shall ascend the hill of the Lord? And who shall stand in his holy place? He who has clean hands and a pure heart, who does not lift up his soul to what is false and does not swear deceitfully. He will receive blessing from the Lord and righteousness from the God of his salvation. Such is the generation of those who seek him, who seek the face of the God of Jacob. Lift up your heads, O gates, and be lifted up, O ancient doors, that the King of glory may come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord, strong and mighty, the Lord, mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, O gates, and lift up, O ancient doors, that the King of glory may come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord of hosts. He is the King of glory. So far, Psalm 24. What we have at the beginning of this is a psalm of the King of glory. But his glory begins with the fact that he owns everything. Nothing in this entire created universe exists outside of his creation. He created them all. And yes, it has fallen away because of sin, but that does not negate his creation. And with this in mind, David asks, okay, who can appear before the King of Glory? Who is it that has the right to be able to come into God's presence? Or as he says, who shall ascend the hill of the Lord? And who shall stand in his holy place? Now here is a great and wonderful question. Who is it that can ascend the hill of the Lord? Well, if you're talking about the hill that leads up to the Temple Mount that his son Solomon would build, that's any Jew. That's any faithful person. Jew or Gentile. But, he goes on, who shall stand in his holy place? Who can stand in the very presence of God? Well, those would be the priest, and especially the high priest, who is able to go in to the most holy place, the holy of holies, on the day of atonement. And only on that day, and only with the blood of the sacrifices for the sins of the people and for himself. Now, he goes on to clarify it a little bit more. He who has clean hands and a pure heart. Do you have clean hands? Is your heart pure? Of course not. 
Our hands are dirty because of sin. They might not have blood on them, but they definitely have the dirt of sin on them. And our heart is not pure. Honestly, it's not even fleshly, as Ezekiel talk about. It is a heart of stone that we seek for God to break through and to bring us a new heart of flesh that does actually look out for our neighbors and not in envy, but in mercy and kindness, showing the goodness of the Lord to all those. This person, which then again is you and me, because our hands are clean, our heart is pure, because we have been clothed in Christ. Christ's blood covers us in our baptism, cleansing our hands, purifying our heart. Yes, it is not perfect in this life. It is still very short falling, but... This is the blessing from the Lord that we receive. This is the righteousness from the God of our salvation. Because it is because of his shed blood that we have salvation. It is only because of Jesus' sacrifice that we can seek the face of the God of Jacob. That we can say, as we will next week in Psalm 25, To you, O Lord, I lift up my soul. We can only do that. Because the King of glory is our shepherd. He has come to us to find us who have been wandering off. And then how do we react? It's very simple. We welcome him. Verses 7 through 10 again. Lift up your heads, O gates, and be lifted up, O ancient doors, that the King of glory may come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord, strong and mighty. The Lord, mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, O gates, and lift them up, O ancient doors, that the King of glory may come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord of hosts. He is the King of glory. How do we relate to the King of glory? We welcome him in. And very much like the conquering hero leading the army that has conquered us. Not by military might, but by the might of the Spirit and the Word. As St. John says in his epistles, there are three witnesses. The Word, the Spirit, or the blood, the Spirit, and the water. These three testify about the Word. And that Word is what has saved us. That Word is what gives us righteousness. That Word is the blessing that even though all the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, you are also a child of his, that you are a special creation that he is concerned with, that he comes to seek and to save. That is the king of glory. He is the Lord strong and mighty. He is the Lord mighty in battle, but he is also the Lord of hosts, Yahweh Sabaoth, we praise in our worship because he is the one who calls us by his gospel, gives us his Holy Spirit, enlightens us with his gifts, and gives us the forgiveness of sins and the salvation of our souls. This is why we come together. This is why we dig deeper into the Psalms. This is why we wrestle with the theologies around us. 
because these are the rewards. All right, this is a quick one this week because they are a couple of short ones, but the next couple are long, so I wanted to not bog down in them. But this is Pastor Doug Minton wishing you God's richest blessings as you wrestle with theology this week.